Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Trader, a Traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew. I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am a handy faithful. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. This season of the podcast is dedicated to The Traitors Australia Season 2, and today I'll be exploring Episode 2, and talking a little about the Traitors New Zealand with my guest co-host. More on that soon. First, it's time for some Traitors updates in TT News. The casting directors from the Traitors US took part in a Zoom panel for news outlet Deadline earlier this week to discuss how they found the perfect contestants for the first hit series of the show. Erin Tomasello, Jazzy Collins, Moira Paris and Holly Osafat spoke at an online event called Contenders Television, The Nominees and discussed how important diversity was in all sorts of ways. Tomasello said, We wanted to find people that are good at lying, people that are good at manipulation, and maybe some people that are really gullible that will fall for it. Our first brainstorm was what job titles do people hold that maybe emulate that? Is it a retired judge or lawyer or a preschool teacher? That was the starting point for us. They also spoke about how TikTok was the perfect casting ground, as well as finding a cast who would work well with the celebrity contestants. If you're in the States or have a VPN, you can watch the panel video on Deadline.com. And as the title of the panel, the nominees, suggested, the reason the team were taking part was because the Traitors US is officially Emmy nominated. The casting team are up for outstanding casting for a reality programme. 
it's a tough category though, as they're facing competition from RuPaul's Drag Race, Love is Blind, and Queer Eye. But fingers crossed and good luck to them. It was originally due to take place in September, but because of the writer and actor strike, it means that the Emmys now likely won't happen until later in the year, possibly even the beginning of next year. So I'll be watching out for news on that. In the UK, Traitor's host Claudia Winkleman is piloting her own talk show, SROaudiences.com, a site that coordinates audiences for TV recordings, is recruiting interested viewers for the Claudia Winkleman show. The description tells us the show is from the makers of the Graham Norton show and is a pilot for a brand new show featuring Claudia Winkleman meeting star guests. Although we have no details of further recording of this show, if you would like to add your details to our mailing list here, we can email you with details of possible future recordings. The show will likely be filmed in London, although it might possibly be elsewhere in the UK. So if you want to be kept up to date, possibly on being an audience member, you can sign up at sroaudiences.com slash shows. You know I already have. So if I become an audience member, I will be stalking Claudia for a podcast interview. It's time to meet my returning guest co-host. I'm joined on this episode by Joe Usher. Joe has hosted several previous episodes with me, is a huge Traitors fan and knows everything there is to know about the X-Men, which he posts about on Instagram. And I believe every girl group there ever has been. Joe, <laughs> welcome back to the Trader. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm very, very excited to talk about the next episode of The Traitors because we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. It's <laughs> it's really exciting to watch a season where, you know, for the first time, like we we don't know what's coming ahead. It's yeah. uh, I'm, I'm just so used to watching episodes that I've already seen months ago and I know what's coming. So it's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's nice. I mean, you'd always want to have an idea of where it's going with the, like the editing and that, but you don't fully know where it's going, which is nice. Then I don't have to watch what I say, which is nice. To... <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really a breath of fresh air. Yeah, you're right. Normally, I have to tell people, like, no spoilers, don't talk about what comes next. But we can't. We don't know what's going to come next. We've not seen any more episodes, so we don't need to worry about that. Uh, what did you think of episode one of the show? Oh, brilliant. Um, I loved the management room. I loved getting to know people. I think like what Lindsay said, it was a bit confusing at the beginning. I was hard to know me. And, yeah. and they're just all <laughs> randomly. It's like, and then they're getting on. A bus, uh, not a bus, the train, and then the cars, and it's just weird. But yeah, really, really, really liked it. And Roger is also a lot more comfortable now, which is yeah. also very nice. Yeah, and you're also watching the Traitors New Zealand. You're you're further ahead than I am. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are going to talk about that a bit later on in the episode. So <laughs> listeners, if you're watching the Traitors New Zealand too. Stay till the very end and you can hear Joe and me having our say about what's going on there. Now, Joe, we always play a game on the podcast before we get into the episode. We are going to play 
I've not asked you about this. I'm assuming you're okay. We're going to play the trade our traitor again. Are you up for that? Yeah. Okay. Yes, good. I am. <laughs> that, imagine you said no, I don't want to do that. For anyone listening who doesn't know how the trade our traitor works, our goal throughout the episode from this point on is to tell one lie to one another. So Joe is going to lie to me. I am going to lie to Joe. We are we have to tell a lie that is a fabrication, a made-up fact. Could be big or small, it could be about the traitors, could be about ourselves, could be about anything. For example, Joe could lie to me and tell me that he once fell in a lake, much like the contestants on today's episode. However, Joe's lie can't be a fake opinion, like saying he thinks or feels that the contestants who fell in the lake were idiots. At the end of the episode, we will then put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Um, I'm 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 always ready to lie. Joe, are you ready to lie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to hear it. So I think we're ready to go ahead and talk about episode two of season two of The Traitors Australia. We start episode two then with a recap, a little reminder of what happened in episode one. We were reminded there were 20 guests. There were some reality television celebrities. We see a little clip of Annabelle getting very excited. I think I, I noticed when I was watching this for the first time, even the, the fact that Annabelle gets quite a bit of screen time just in the little recap immediately made me think, She's not going anywhere. If they're if they're given her this much time, she's a character they want us to pay attention to. So I already thought, even in as first ten seconds of the episode, I thought I I don't think Annabelle's going to get murdered. They're, they're giving her too much screen time. Uh, we were reminded that the traitor there were three traitors picked this season. We've got Sam, Ash, and Blake. We were reminded that Angelica was murdered, which is a shame. I mean, she was barely at it. Poor Angelica was did not last long. She's been murdered. She's gone from the game. And Corinne was the victim of the first banishment room. She was essentially banished for being too quiet by the looks of it. And we see this, we see this a lot of the traitors. First out, usually is someone who's just quiet and unassuming, and the mob descends on them. Uh, and by the sounds of it, the traitors got together at the end of the episode in Traitor's Tower and their murder choices seem to be either Elias or Annabelle. Uh, Joe, what, what what do you think of the, tra the three traitors themselves? Sam, Ash, Blake, what are your thoughts? Good choice. It's a good myth. I am surprised that they didn't put another woman in it. Mm -hmm, yeah, but I think they may have done that to throw off, obviously because you're putting two women in, people want to just bang two of one. So, but no, it's a good. It, I do like the mix, and I like the fact that they are very different personalities, but not all that. Because I think Blake is probably the calmest. Ash is very to the point, and Sam, as we will notice, is very devious. But I think he's weighing over his head. Um, but now I think they're a good point. I do wish in the intro they wouldn't have put three traces because as soon as I seen the little silhouettes, I thought there's only three of them. I do wonder why they didn't go with four or even five. Yeah. Um, but 
no, I think it's a good little mix and different personalities, which is always nice to say. I think when they're the same, it's just oh. when you said it was a good little mix, is that a reference to the girl group little mix? <laughs> Do you know what? No. <laughs> what did you think of the banish the first banishment? It, it was really split between Corinne and Sarah, and Corinne ends up going. Were you shocked? I was on the edge of my seat and I genuinely thought that is the best banishment I think the show has seen throughout any of the ones that I've seen. Um, it was just really on edge. You really didn't know what way it go. There was a part of me that was like, Sarah could go. And then I was like, Corinne could go. And then someone else's name was popped in. I thought they're not going. But it's just as an, I think, a layer of excitement. And whether this is now the fact that people are coming in who are fans of this franchise where fans are going to go in and they know this game, that makes me think, oh, was it maybe, again, we don't know what's been going on, but it was it was a very, very, very stressful punishment, and I actually felt really sorry to say it in the end. Yeah, it was it was really intense for the first banishment. I it was, it was great. to watch some of that as well. Yeah. So our second episode begins at breakfast. Keith is the first to arrive, and he does this thing where he sits in a position at the table where he can see everybody coming in because he wants to see the reaction. I thought that was really clever of him, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he said he admits in his interview that they really messed up with Corinne that they shouldn't have banished her. And we get a bit of Keith's backstory. We find out, uh, well, we watch him doing like martial arts in this VT, which is unusual. And he tells us that he was an undercover cop for 20 years. It definitely makes me think it's very Nigel season one. It's giving me yes. Nigel. <laughs> and it makes me think that if he tells the other contestants that information, they'll probably be very suspicious of them. I think if he says, hey, I was an undercover cop, they're they're all going to think, hmm, bet you're a good liar. Um, it's just like when someone on the traitors tells other people they're an actor. Like in the UK one, and we had Maddie, and people were like, what? You're an actor? You must be a liar then. So uh, maybe we'll even see some of that in this episode. Who knows? Uh, Camille arrives next. We didn't really see much of Camille in episode one, so she felt like quite a new face at this point. Yeah. Uh, Keith is quite suspicious of her. I'm not really sure why. And then we get a little bit of her backstory. Uh, first of all, she tells us that she's a mom. A mom. That's very American. These don't say mom in, in Australia, do they? She's a mom. They say mom. Yeah, she's oh. a mum, and I just like the word mom. I think it's funny. Um, she she tells us that she's a mum, and she's a retired federal agent. What? She's both. How could she have two things? Um, so Camille talks, and she suggests that they should be looking at the celebrities because she thinks at least one celebrity is going to be a traitor, and that's exactly what I said in the last episode. Yeah. So Camille and I are on the same page because it would be yeah. I just think that would make sense that. You know, if they've got a celebrity cast, they're probably going to pick at least one of them to be one of the traitors. So I think that's a bit of a clue mm-hmm. for the contestants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith uh, also points out the portraits on the wall, and they've got these red crosses on them for Corinne mm-hmm. and Angelica. Very much, you know, UK traitors and US traitors. That's what they did there. Um we find out a bit about Paul. We get Paul's backstory. It's very, very dramatic. Uh, they show us this footage of him. We've got this really intense music. And he 
was in this shark attack. He says a bull shark attacked him while he was on military training. He's incredible. He's got a prosthetic arm and leg, and he's in better shape than I have ever been or will ever be. <laughs> so already I'm like, he's he's awesome. He's very, very impressive. We have Sarah come in. Sarah's feeling a bit, of course, we just talked about Sarah. She was in that banishment room. She almost went in episode one. So she's feeling a bit regretful about yesterday. She's sort of thinking, maybe I need to change the way I'm behaving. Um, what are your thoughts on Sarah? Oh, I I like that. I, I liked her from the minute that car scene, which was definitely a sort of thought. Yeah, I feel for that. I think... I mean, she's nails one of them from the get-go. She knows. Yeah. She knows Ash is a traitor. So she knows. Um, But I think I did worry yesterday, not yesterday, when I went to previous episodes, um, because you could see, you almost could see her feeling like she was going to grab. And I think when you watch this episode, you see a mum, and I think this is natural for anyone, when you've been up, you just shut up the next time. Yeah. And just um, but again, I really, I think she could be a dark horse. Yeah, she definitely has, she's mellowed out uh, for this episode, so so I wonder if that will continue. And I know she's getting a lot of, oh, sorry. No, on you go. She's getting a lot of interview time as well. That's yeah. something that I'm now from the whole Alex and thingy where she had the idea that is in my head with every single contestant now I'm thinking are they saying something that no one else is saying yeah I and I don't know if this is completely subjective or I'm just seeing what I want to see I think in a lot of the promotion for the Traitors Australia season 2 the little clips that they put online I felt like Sarah stood out a lot like I kept seeing her image and I, and that made me so when when I watched the first episode I thought oh I, I recognize her I've seen her in the trailers okay. so I, that, that makes me think she's she's either going to do really well or she's just a big character who's going to have a lot of storyline uh, yeah I do I do like her though I think she is good and I think she plays it this way and just blends in a bit more she's gonna be fine yeah something I noticed at breakfast as well is the they do a bit more of this group arrival thing this time. Rather than everybody arriving one by one, they've definitely borrowed from other versions of the show where they, like, for example, Sam, Ash and Ian all walk in together at one point. So they're they're doing that thing where they come in in twos and threes rather than one at a time. Uh, Liam is talking to Ash and mm-hmm. he's giving an awful lot away. He says that... He's talking about who he, who he trusts and who he thinks are faithful. And he says he thinks Blake and Sam are faithful. And he says uh, to Ash, I think you're faithful, I trust you, even though I was a bit scared of you at first. So he's been like very, very open. He's been very trusting of Ash to tell her all these thoughts. And I, I sort of thought you need to be careful who you're talking to. Um, I mean, he could be completely... Maybe he actually does think Ash is a traitor and he's pulling one over on her, but I, I don't... I don't think so. I think he's maybe just a bit too trusting. Um, so yeah. he needs to watch what he's saying. There's lots of chatter around the table about people not trusting Guyton. Basically, again, like we saw in the last episode, it's because he's an actor. I I just think it's such dumb reasoning. Like they're deciding 
who they think a traitor is based on their life outside of the game, not how they're behaving in the game. So you could come up with reasons for anyone being a good liar. Like, you know, if somebody says, oh, I, um, a, a performer of any kind, you, you could say, oh, you're probably really good at lying. If somebody says, I'm a teacher, you might go, oh, well, you're probably really good at lying because uh, you have to act a certain way in front of kids. If somebody says, I'm a doctor, you could say, you're probably really good at lying because you probably have to um, put on a brave face. And Or somebody says they work in customer services. You could be like, well, I bet you're good at lying. So I, I just, I just, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Well, yeah, because I was, I think I was on that mad yesterday where she came out as an actress and I was a fume. So it didn't help. But then I also thought of Claire in season one of The Traits Australia where they thought she was a lawyer and not a person. And it's almost like, for me, I almost am at this point where I'm just like, don't even put someone's job application, just leave it out. It's a very, it's almost like a fine line of, Again, because actors are going in this, you could be an extra actor and just go in and you're an actor like Maddie was an extra. She wasn't an actor on that level. Whereas this guy seems to be quite a popular actor. He's a known figure, so it's probably a lot more on their side. They're probably just intimidated, maybe. So we get down to the final two people who haven't showed up yet, and it's either Elias or Annabelle. And... Before we reveal who shows up, again, I, I'm, I've i talked about this on the podcast so many times, but I have to bring it up again. I was convinced this was something they would change for season two going on, but they haven't. They do this thing where the last two people to arrive at breakfast are two faithfuls who were up for murder. And so if you're a really savvy viewer or a contestant who's watched the show, you'll figure out that the last two people to arrive at breakfast every morning are faithful. So I think Annabelle, now what happens is Annabelle arrives. Annabelle comes in, she goes, I'm alive. And again, I, I sort of thought, oh yeah, I knew it. I, because of because you got a bit of screen time in that little recap, I, I figured out she's probably quite important. That, so she comes in, I wasn't really surprised. But I think, you know, Annabelle said in, in episode one, she's a big fan of the traitors. She listens to podcasts, definitely this one. Uh, and she, so she's seen the show. She knows how it works. So I bet Annabelle knows that she'll be sitting at breakfast if she's if she's here from this episode on. She'll be sitting at breakfast, and she knows the last two people who arrive every day are faithful, and the production have left them to last because they were the people that the traitors were discussing. So I wonder if this is going to help Annabelle do really well in this game. Mm, stick a pin in that for New Zealand because there is actually a mm, thing to Okay. Okay. But okay. It is, I've, I've had this issue with every, it was a while, I told you a while ago when I was with your partner, Texas, you're going, I know what you mean now when you're saying them last two ones, so even though they're all ganged up on them, you think they've just come in. And I remember saying to my partner, oh, this is what they mean, they're doing it. So, yeah, this is the thing of fans coming in like an Annabelle. They're going to know this game inside out, so you're going to have to start changing some little bits because yeah. it is going to, basically, you're almost going to have the players know. I did like to have the doors were massive, so you could have just brought all of them in one go. Mm-hmm, yeah. And just mixed with it. That would actually be a bad idea as well, and bring people that were up for me in. Yeah. So then you're not guessing, just have them all walk in. You can fit all that cast in that one door, but then it doesn't bring any 
concentration on their hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just so surprised. I, I wonder if it's just because season one didn't have a massive viewership in Australia. Yeah. So maybe the producers think we don't really need to change it. Most people haven't seen it. The contestants probably haven't even watched yeah. it themselves. So they're not going to figure this out. But I'm telling yeah. you, Annabelle's going to figure it out. I do have one thing about the Annabelle thing. It's interesting. If they'd have known she was a fan, would they have got rid of her? that nice because as a tracer you don't want mm. someone knowing this game inside out even That's... though Elias was getting on my way <laughs> that was classy response <clears throat> um yeah that's a good and Annabelle annoyed me but I did think I was like she's this fan and again no one must know obviously you won't want to go telling everyone but eventually people are going to ask them though are you a fan of the show she said that for the tracer you want to get rid of someone who knows everything that's a good point, actually. That's quite good ammunition to get rid of her because you might think she's too good at this. On the other hand, she might get rid of herself because if she tells people, I love the show, I know how it works, I know how to play it, actually a lot of them might think, I bet you're a really good traitor then. And they might banish her for that because they think mate, she mate. knows how to play a traitor really well. Yeah, I did I did think her outfit was a choice as well, Kevin, that's all. Yeah. So Elias is gone, and we hear Blake telling us a little bit about why they picked him. He says they chose Elias because it was a good opportunity to keep the faithful guessing. He says he just they, they thought that this would cause a little bit of chaos, make everybody really paranoid. Um, and probably because Elias had very vocally picked out Guyton at the banishment room in episode one, the traitors maybe figure out that'll be a good way to get everyone's attention on Guyton, which it does. Um, and Guyton at breakfast points out, look, if you speak up too loudly, like Elias did, the traitors will just get rid of you. But then maybe he's making himself look like a traitor by saying this. So it's uh, it's all getting a bit muddy already. Mm -hmm. Roger arrives. Roger's very casually dressed in this episode. He's got yeah. like just like a sweater on. He's like incredibly handsome. <laughs> he messes with them by reminding them that they banished someone for being too quiet. But then the traitors murdered someone who was very vocal. And he tells them about their mission. He says they're going to be in the, their blue and red teams again. He kind of implies that they can switch teams. He says something that made me think that they could change if they wanted uh, and if I had spent even more time doing my research, I would have paid attention to who was in what team, but I couldn't remember, and so I don't know. But I, I, Roger implied they could change if they wanted. Oh, and something I realised, I have to address this. So, <laughs> in episode one of the podcast, the previous episode, my guest co-host Lindsay, she said... Oh, I bet they didn't really pick their teams because they came down the stairs and their names were on the back of all their tracksuits. So their teams had obviously been assigned for them in advance. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. But then afterwards, I thought, no, wait a minute. They probably just all have a red and a blue tracksuit. Mm -hmm. So that's so much more simpler. So I don't know why I didn't think of that. Mm. I do wonder why they're doing teams. It's a very interesting thing. I mean, to talk about because last season it was with the Reds, and I'm glad it's the blue tracksuit. But I do wonder why they're doing teams a bit more because I feel as this whole series is going to be a team challenge thing. 
But then maybe I've just thought, why the shields? Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it's just the shield. I think they're just going to use that the whole season. And yeah, the challenges. I think they just want to give the challenges a bit more purpose. Mm. So as well as winning money, every mm. challenge is also. Mm. To help your team try and get the shield, which was well, is a really big change from season one of Australia, mm. because in season one for Australia, they mm. would do their silver mission and get money, yeah. and then they would do a totally separate mission to find yeah. out who was going to win the shield. But it seems like they they've changed it all now. Mm. They've really gotten rid and of the it. U- and the UK did do these teams, I think, because UK was so long ago, and it feels like it was so two years ago. <laughs> but the only thing is. I think it's because there's the tracksuits involved. It's a, I'm forgetting it's actually being done. If there was no tracksuits and it was just in everyday clothing, I probably would never even have thought what would the team call us. <laughs> but they're probably getting sponsored by Adidas, which makes probably the most sense. Yes, yes. Uh, so we see some discussions around the hotel. Uh, Sam is talking, Sam's a traitor, and he thinks that he's doing really well. He thinks nobody suspects him. And he starts talking to some of the others and he starts telling people that he suspects Guyton. He's putting that out there. But then there's this really weird moment where he's in his, his interview, his MIV. He's talking to the camera. And he says that to get to the end, he's going to have to make himself look very, very trustworthy and get the trust of all the other contestants. And to do that, he's going to have to murder a traitor. And he wants to do it tonight. He wants to already, in episode two, get rid of a traitor. Um, you're I, now people in the people listening can't see this. Joe's holding his head in his hands right now. So, what are your thoughts on Sam's play here? Why, why now? I mean, one production aren't exactly going to be thrills that you say in the name because they put so much time and effort in picking news. You want to get rid of her now when she's done. As far as we're aware, nothing wrong. She seems popular. She actually seems to someone who has a lot of money quite nice, not up her own arse in that respect. She doesn't seem like very stay away from me. I'm more. She actually is getting involved with everyone, which is nice. And I felt sorry because he's ripping into it and she's just laughing and having fun. And you think, but then a part of me thinks she's probably worse with people like you, so she's not stupid. Yeah. Like, if she finds out, he's in trouble. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it, it will end up causing some tension later on. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's really weird. We've, we've seen traitors turn on one another before in the show. In fact, I've said more than once, I think it's basically inevitable. I think as a traitor, at some point, yeah. you are you're going to have to turn on the, your fellow traitors unless you're really going to all try and make it to the end together. But there's times when you have to go with the flow and you have to go with what the faithful mm-hmm. so if everyone else is going to vote for one of the traitors and you want to blend mm-hmm. in you're going to have to just go along with it but um, this early on episode two it's it is interesting because like you say there's no again it, it i always think about some strong from the uk where traitors how would massive way mm-hmm. they have taught themselves i think it can be done in certain circumstances but at this minute in time and again with these personalities this group of fairness i actually think could go far if he hadn't said that because this is what i mean by it's a perfect mix they don't well from what i've seen at the beginning he didn't seem someone that throw someone under the bus it was funny how i suppose the fans and things she would have done that but it's like 
I think now she has to do that. She doesn't have a choice because, and to be fair, his reasoning was a bit better because we haven't seen her back in a bad job from that. Yeah. At all. So I'm thinking, is he just clutching at straws to keep himself? If I was there, I might have went like maybe, I mean, I think he was talking to Luke, talking about this, but I just put Luke's name out there because out of anyone, he's the one that I genuinely, when I watched the first episode, I thought he was going to be a tracer. Yeah, yeah. So Sam seems to, he's made his mind up and he wants to go ahead and try and get Ash out. He, there's a little scene where he talks to Annabelle um, oh. and they say, how are you going? Which is just my favourite Australian thing ever. Uh, and Sam says to Annabelle, I believe we can work together. I think we can win this game. He says, I'm going to say a name and you have to promise me it won't leave your mouth. It's going to shock you a little bit. And then he goes, Ash. Um, I, I, When I was watching this for the first time, I misheard it. I didn't hear him saying, I'm going to say a name. I just thought he said, I'm going to say something and I promise it Promise me it won't leave your mind. I thought he was about to tell her he was a traitor. I thought he was going to go, look, I'm a traitor. Don't tell anyone. Work with me and we'll get... So I was I was watching it going, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. But then I had totally misunderstood it. Anyway, he says, Ash, I I don't think it's that big. He's saying it to her as if like, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe what I'm about to say. And I'm like, well, why? It's not that big a shock. I mean, she's quite a big personality. Sarah already called her out in the last episode, so it's not that unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a little clip of Sam in his interview again saying, bye-bye, Ash. I I don't know why he thinks that saying Ash's name to one person is going to be the end of Ash. I think he's, he's a bit confident. And again, he's telling the person who's the biggest fan of this show. <laughs> Anybody but her would have made sense because she could easily think either you are yeah. is why you saying her name this confident. Because he said it with the confidence. He wasn't going, I think it might be Ash. She was like, it's Ash. And it's amazing if I just want to have a tracer. So it's interesting. I felt very it felt very uncomfortable watching it and it actually I think it feels even more uncomfortable later in the episodes when I'm yeah, like, yeah. this girl that I found really annoying, I'm actually starting to feel really sorry for because it's not, it's almost like a pressure, like a peer pressure of shut up. And it's like, you're going to throw her under the bus, but I kind of think she's cleverer than him. I think he's weighing over his head now. Because yeah. he can't backtrack from her because she'll think, what's the on about? Why is he saying this? And he's not saying it. You're the traitor. Uh, I agree. I thought it was just too confident too early. And he, he, yeah, I think if he says that to the wrong person, like Annabelle, they might just look at him and think, why are you saying that so confidently? This is, this something is not right here. So he's, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's doing himself any favours. Yeah. So we move on to the silver challenge. Roha is loving his tracksuit. He says he feels snatched. Um <laughs> I'm, right, I'm going to put this out there now. I've got my traitor's cloak, as you might have seen on, if anyone uh, is following on Instagram, on the Trader podcast, I've got my my cloak. Uh, I think I now need a red Adidas traitor's tracksuit. I mean, I think the red, I think the navy ones are a bit nicer, but I think the red ones are a bit more iconic. Uh, so that's what I'm putting out into the universe. I think I need, I mean, it's not totally unreasonable. You can get them on the Adidas website for quite a reasonable price. <laughs> you can even get your name embroidered on the back on the Adidas website. So I think my Christmas is sorted. Um, so, you know, if anyone wants to donate, I'd be quite happy to take that. 
Um, this this mission, this must be the lake mm. from season one, the swimming challenge. It looks the exact same when they all had to dive. Remember, Nigel and Angus go for the shield. Yeah, round on Yeah, I think it's the same setting. I'm pretty confident about it that. It looks it. I thought it was very twist from these. Very uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I this challenge was really fun. Sorry, it was. I actually really. I think it was just again. It's and maybe that's why they're doing teams so they can sort each other out more. Because last season it felt like they were all working together, so it made management a bit. Sometimes a bit like mm, whereas this one, they just maybe it's more put them together and see how they go in challenges, so they've got reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a fun challenge. It's, uh, it's Roger tells them that's a pyramid scheme, quite literally. There's $32,000 available. They basically have to collect pieces, big pieces of a 3D jigsaw, I guess, by rowing to them in the middle of this lake, gathering them, bringing them back to shore. Uh, some other members of the team will build them together and try and figure out this pyramid. They've got a 20 minute time limit. It's sixteen thousand dollars a team. Immediately, as soon as they start, it looks like the red team are doing pretty well. The blue team, not so much. Why did they choose Blake to row that goddamn boat? He is immediately struggling. Clearly, has never been in a boat in his life. <laughs> he must have. Vol- we don't see it. He must have been like, "I'll do it," and they've gone, "All right, okay, you do it." And then he gets in the boat, and he's like. An oar? What is this? So like, he just doesn't know what the hell's going on. There's a bit where Annabelle just just screams to them, well done, Luke and Black, you're doing an amazing job. And then quietly she just goes, you're not, you're really fucking this up. <laughs> 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 and she says in her interview, I'm not a trader, but I could murder Black. And I just I laughed so much. She's given really good comedy gold this season, I feel it. Uh, Blake is somehow falling over while sitting down like what is he doing why do he volunteer um it's it's almost as if he thought that as a traitor his task was to sabotage the mission and he's like totally misunderstood and then not only is he falling over in the boat and can't row it they sink they actually sink the boat like i think production must have been like we didn't even know that was possible like how have they sunk in the goddamn like so it's it's insane it's amazing television like i couldn't stop laughing um the red team are already getting all their pieces together and then they just start helping the blue team because they're so far ahead I mean, the money's all shared, so I guess they're like, well, we might as well get both teams finishing the pyramid in the time. Um, Ash, much like episode one, Ash is just shouting at people doing the building. Um, And for a moment, I actually wondered, are we going to get some weird, unexpected win for the Blues? Uh, Like because the the reds have been nice and they've gone over to help the blue team are things suddenly mm. going to change and they're going to regret it but that mm. doesn't happen it's fine um yeah. simone the wrestler i'm only i feel like i can only mm. call her simone the wrestler i just can't call her simone so simone the wrestler puts the flag on top um yeah. the red team win the blue team are in their flop era Guyton at the very end of the mission says that he's wishing for the shield because he thinks he's going to need it tonight um, I did you notice this? Didn't even occur to me. I bet you've noticed this, Joe. Go on. The shield has changed 
its function from season one. Now the shield only protects you from murder, not banishment. Whereas in season one of The Traitors Australia, it protected you from both. Thank you. When that happens and they mentioned it, I thought, why change the rule? Um, there's a reason. I I said there was a reason, I think, why it went from banishment, because in Norway, in Holland, not Norway, in Holland, someone has won it. <laughs> and it was a waste because they went from that episode when they got the shield, so I think they put that rule in. And then to take it, it's like either they they want it to have more risk and reward, but I just think it hurts because it ruins in a way. If you know someone's getting piles on and they're going to go, you know they're going to get those out unless something else gets mentioned that we don't know. Yeah. But I, I was thinking when that happened, I, I was saying to my partner, and I was like, sure, this is actually one banishment. Why have they got rid of it? Like, it wasn't in the UK and it wasn't in the US. Hope it does go in stem for the things. It just gives you an extra layer and the play in the system again, which I don't like, and it makes me think Annabelle's a fan because she came up with the idea. Yeah, and I'm like, stop it! I don't think production wants this to happen because it is ruining it for at least. I mean, there must be about seven or eight players because there was funny how I was thinking. How's the boxes kind of work? Yeah, because I thought. When they were doing it, I was like, they're going to open it, are they going to shut it? And obviously, they leave it open. But I was like, when she said that, I thought, oh, not again. I hate this really <laughs> needs to fly. Like, just say to them, look, you cannot do this. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it just makes me think I liked it better in the first season mm-hmm. when A, the shield protected you from murder and banishment, but also you won the shield in front of everybody so everyone could see oh. who had won it. I just don't understand the point of making it a secret thing where you go into a room on your own and you mm-hmm. fight and you can decide whether or not to tell someone. I just I, I don't I don't know what the point is. The only way they could do it, and I think it was in Holland, it was like a necklace. Mm-hmm. So they had to put yeah, it in their neck. Okay. So you could make it more like a necklace feature or a bracelet where you have to wear it. And then yeah. obviously if you're doing a challenge, take it off and give it yeah. to Roger. But um I think, I think the it shield needs... does have a chain, so I think they, it is designed. You're meant to wear it like that, but they just don't ever do it. Well, maybe just tell them not to do this and wear it as an necklace because yeah, it is. <laughs> it does ruin the game as a viewer, and you think then, well, the other. T- it's interesting to think you have Blake on one team, was Sam on Blake's team or Ash's team? <laughs> was being interesting. Sam was on the blue team, uh, which was not the same as Ash. Oh, so the, because. Blake was blue, wasn't he, as well? He was in the boost. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Blake was in the blue team yeah. as well. Because then I remember thinking, if the other team win, I'll be angry because they just kind of the way to help them. And I thought, Ash could use that as a good way of going, look, I didn't have to say help them. It makes me look less like a traitor, so I was always thinking she could have worked that. But <laughs> now I think um, with this shield thing, it's just it's a waste, but as the traitors, one was on one team, the other was on the other. They could basically just, they could have actually worked around it and thought, let's get rid of one of yours because you let, you literally sunk in that mission. <laughs> and I love seeing Bob just saying the Titanic reference. <laughs> it did, that made me laugh. So we get to the armory then, we're back at the hotel, and Simone gets the shield. Again, Simone the Wrestler has the shield. She is the shield queen. Simone the Wrestler, shield queen. 
she she says that she just feels where it is like she just senses it i'm thinking like maybe she's also like a bit is she bringing back is she invoking chloe from season one the clairvoyant <laughs> speaking of which traitors new zealand we have a psychic there we'll come to it um Guyton doesn't have the shield, obviously, because Simone the Wrestler won it. He says he's not worried about being murdered. He's just worried about banishment. He knows that he's going to have to make it through because people people are talking about him. He he knows what, <laughs> what the rumours are. Um, I wonder, they don't really show us this episode. Do, they, do you think the blue team, sorry, the red team, do, do you think they make a secret pact again, like in episode one, where they say, let's not tell anyone? Because they just never reference it again for the rest of the episode. Yeah, it, it is annoying because, again, it puts everyone on a weird trajectory if you're in that management room and someone from your team's pissed you off. You're not going to know if they've got the shield, so it would annoy you if someone did annoy you they were saved and you wanted to murder them but you weren't sure because you've all agreed on that now so you can't necessarily go vote them but yeah I think they must say well, but I do wish production would just get involved and say stop it <laughs> because I don't think they're I don't think they're liking this rule yeah it's it's a really weird element that I I, I just yeah. I think they've tried to I think they've looked at the UK series and thought right UK series was a huge hit millions of viewers it's done so well we need to emulate that, so let's just try and copy as much as they did. But but this is one element I just don't think they should have copied, and it always annoyed me in the UK traitors. But anyway, you shouldn't have been allowed to copy it either. I think in the UK you could let it go because it's the first is one, so you think, well, can let them get away with it. And the North there's not much money on the line for them, so just let them. But now you know this game, and especially when you think there's so much money in the in, and it's so easy and quick, make it hard for them. Yeah. It's not meant to be a joyride, it's just that <laughs> you want them to be stressed, not being like, oh, I have to do the game, because like, what's the point in being there? I was quite disappointed in Annabelle doing that as well. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand it from her perspective. If I was playing the game, I probably would go, yeah, let's play the system. Let's. There's a look cool mm. here. True, but, yeah. But just as a viewer, I find it quite pointless. Mm. And Simone, as much as, again, I'm a huge women's wrestling fan as well, so I was almost like, Oh, I'm starting to like it a bit. And I do know bits of you anyway, because you've worked on the American indie circuit, but you don't need it at the minute because we haven't seen you that much. Yeah. So it's not like your name's coming up unless you've done something that we haven't seen. Yeah. So uh, they have some discussions in the house after the armory. Guyton comes into a room and basically announces that he's a faithful. I, I wonder if it's it maybe seems too desperate. It's it's yeah. just so difficult. Everything that you say and do in this game, you must be second guessing yourself. So you want to tell people that you're faithful and defend yourself, but you know that you're making yourself look guilty by doing that. Um, and he realizes that to save himself, what he really ought to do is start throwing out suggestions and accusations about mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. So he suggests, like you said earlier, he suggests maybe look could be a traitor. He says, well, Luke's tall, handsome, he's friendly, everyone likes him. That would be the perfect people. That that would be the perfect pick for a traitor from the the production. Um, Camille picks up on that and she also says she's noticed Luke is trying to make pacts with everybody. So 
she's also Lucas on her radar, we could say. Um, I, I think Guyton seems to genuinely believe that Luke's a traitor. I don't think he's just making it up to get the heat off himself. I think he actually does think that. Yeah. And then Sam goes ahead with phase two of his get Ash out plan. He speaks to Guyton. He tries to get Ash's name out again. He says that she's the most powerful person in the game. And he says with all her group. I don't really know who all her group are, but we cut straight to we've got this sort of cross cut to Ash. She's sitting outside, she's around a table and she's with Hannah, Paul and Roha. And then we, there's this really great little clip because Ash is talking and she messes something up. She has this slip of the tongue and it's not clear who she's talking about. Uh, and I, 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 I watched it about five times over and you can't really hear the audio that well. But Ash says this and I'm like, oh yeah, that could be a good idea to work together as traitors. And then Ooh. Hannah goes as faithfuls and Ash is, realizes what she she said the wrong word. She meant to say faithfuls and she said traitors, but they all just laugh and she goes, oh guys, don't, don't get me for that. And they just sort of laugh about it. So it seems like she got away with it, but I, it's so, rev it's, and you could so easily just say the wrong words. Sarah did yeah. it in episode one. She said uh, murder instead of banishment and it was just a slip of the tongue and it was mindless, but with Ash, you do wonder, is that, is your subconsciously, did you say the wrong thing because you are a traitor and that's what you were thinking about? <laughs> it's very interesting. So Sam, uh, he's spoken to Guyton, he's trying to get Guyton to go for Ash, and now he's on to Liam, and he's saying to Liam, oh, we've got to do this blindside thing. Uh, he's trying to recruit him. Uh, Annabelle is is reporting back to Sam and she's saying, yeah, I'm trying to recruit people as well. I'll try and get people to vote for Ash. Let's do this. So Annabelle's kind of like buying into it, I think. Um, so Sam is really trying to mastermind and puppeteer everyone. He's trying to get Guyton and Luke on board to vote for Ash. Uh, he, he tells Guyton and Luke, like, you're at the top of everybody's lists, so it would be in your best interest to vote for Ash and get attention on her. I just thought that Sam is playing it too obviously. He's he's getting too ahead of himself. He just needs to. He's been so risky. Uh, this is really dangerous. What do you think? Well, I oh, this is where he's so stupid because he was a, he's a shut his mouth up at the beginning. He could have actually have gone on to Blake if he wanted to, because Blake made some more sense with the challenge. They're both yeah. You could have really, if you, and that's actually more legit because everyone's seen it. What you're saying about Ash, not, and I think this might have been where the pot's got to be. She's giggling with the glass of wine, and then I'm gonna thought maybe that's why they're laughing because she's drinking as well. And you think, could she be a bit drunk? <laughs> um, and that's why she was like, but again, you just feel sorry because when we talk to she's laughing, I actually didn't hear her say the trace of thing. At all. So when you said that, I was like, oh, she's lucky, but helps us sort of glass of uh, a drink in her hands because yeah, it can be a She could blame on that. Yeah. Um, but with him, it's so stupid because if he's just wasted now, you could have just went for like the traits and got Blake out because I almost think with Blake, <laughs> you're going to have to stab him in the back because I don't think he's better in any other way. Yes. I, I, and who are going to get on sides as well? Who are getting on sides with Annabelle? Because everyone seems to be around that. Yeah. Sam said, oh, Ash, is, she's popular, she's powerful and she's got a group around her. But I sort of think, 
is that a good enough reason to suspect her of being a traitor because she's popular? It's um, it's straight, and I and I also thought, what if this works? What if Ash does get everybody? Uh, sorry, sorry, Sam. What if Sam gets everybody to vote for Ash, and she's banished, and she stands up and she says, "Yeah, you got me. I'm a traitor," and they all go, "Yeah, we got a traitor." Won't they then look at Sam and go? How did you know that so confidently? They, I just think Sam's really putting a spotlight on himself. They'll be like, how, it's how did you figure that out? So I don't know if this is going to work. Again, I just think with Blake, it would have... Because we were going to say something about Blake then, sorry, about when I was saying he should have went for... I think yeah. if he's went for Blake, it's been a legit reason as well. No one would have thought there's no sinister behind it. He did ruin this challenge. Yeah. In, well, he didn't ruin it, but obviously <laughs> it ruins it for his team. So could it have been seen as, oh, Tracer's just sunk your boats? Like, it would have made more sense to go for him than it was here because she's an easy target now anyway, but she would have been an easy target because she's quite outspoken. Blake's someone who's a bit like Sarah at the minute, just blends in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would have had a good idea to get rid of them if you needed to, because traitors, like you say, they're going to have to turn on each other because there's some traitors that will never get picked yeah. to be banished. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So we head into the banishment room right after this. I feel like it's really tense considering it's only episode two. There's already this fantastic atmosphere being created. Roger talks to them. He tells them that they've got $56,000 now in the pot. He says it's better than 40k, but not quite as good as the $72,000 they could have had. And that today's mission was literally a sinking ship. There's At this moment, there's a shot of Sarah laughing. And that's I realised then, oh, she's... What a, what a difference. She'd barely been in this episode compared to, you know, just just episode one. She had like eight votes, about eight votes. You know, the, she almost went. And now she's barely really been in this episode. We've not seen much of her. So it's such an interesting shift to other characters. Um, everyone's Roger makes his joke about Titanic, like you said. Um, again, everybody, they're laughing. They're in a good mood. And then it's just such a mood shift within seconds when he tells them, well, by the way, you remember you failed at last banishment. Um, so they they start to talk about things. Paul suggests that if anyone's worried about themselves tonight, they should start by defending themselves. Uh, 
Luke speaks up. Luke suggests that it's strange that Elias was killed off the night after throwing the spotlight at Guyton, and therefore maybe Guyton's a traitor. He's sort of saying, Guyton, uh, did you kill Elias because he almost caught you? But I, And Liam goes along with that as well. I just think it's, surely it's too obvious. Like, would if Guyton was a traitor, would he really have done that? No, but you're not, you're not going to bring, and that's what we're going to have to, in New Zealand, this, because I'm thinking this was said somewhere, and it was basically, if you're a tracer, why would you put yourself out there? You're not going to be, I'm a tracer. I mean, I'd love to swap them once I wear the job. I'm a tracer, and wear the job, and I'm a faithful, I'd love. That's like, but why would he? Why would he put himself out there? It's so stupid. Like, yeah, he's an actor, but <laughs> there's also money on the line, so it's really he wants to risk it. Yeah. I did feel for him in this panel and say about it. And Gaiten reiterates what you've just said. Mm-hmm. He says, Yeah, I'm a really good actor when I've got a script. He says, I'm good when I've rehearsed and I've planned something in advance. He says, I've had no rehearsal for this. I don't I'm just playing a game like you all are. I don't know what's coming next. I didn't know whether I was gonna be a, a traitor or a faithful. There's no preparing this is not the same thing as me acting in a TV show that you've seen. Um, so Keith asks, well, Guyton, who do you think is a traitor? And Guyton suggests uh, Hannah, Paul and Luke. So, so far, it seems like Sam's plan to get Ash out just isn't going anywhere. Like, no one's talking about Ash. No. Uh, Guyton says, again, he said this earlier in the episode, he says, Luke is lovable and popular and he's been on reality TV shows. He's been on Survivor more than once. So he's got experience in this sort of arena. Um, Camille then steps in. And Camille says that Luke is on her trader because she didn't say that. I'm just saying that. Because he said that he wanted to vote for Ash. And then Luke goes, no, I didn't. And Ash is like, what's going on? So she looks totally shocked and obviously paranoid because she is a traitor. And we see the, sh- the shot of Sam, who just looks like his monolo- interior monologue is, oh shit, this is not going the way I thought this was going to go. This this is going to turn on me. So Camille's insistent that Luke said that. She's going, no, Luke, you did. You said that you were suspicious of Ash. And the conversation doesn't really go anywhere. Like We, we don't really get to the bottom of it. We sort of drift away from it. Um, Luke kind of just moves back to Guyton. And he says, like, I'm going to vote for you. Uh, he says Guyton couldn't look him in the eye earlier on, and he was uh, he was trying to get him to vote for someone else. I think he means Ash. But he just doesn't say it. And then Guyton's going, "No, I wasn't." Again, Sam looks so nervous. Sam is about to be rumbled um, with his with his get Ash out plan. And there's just this amazing series of shots here. So we've got a shot. Sam looks at Annabelle and just shakes his head. He's basically saying. Cancel that plan. Don't vote for Ash. Annabelle then like drops her head because she's like, oh God, well, if I'm not voting for Ash, who the hell am I going to vote for? Gloria and Liam are kind of look like they're watching on. Like I think they were part of the plan as well. They were maybe going to vote for Ash, but they're seeing this interaction, this silent interaction between Annabelle and Sam. And so they're like, all right, something's changing. We're not going to vote for Ash, I think. It's like there's some sort of secret code between them, and the code is just saying abort, abort, don't vote for Ash. <laughs> I felt that sorry because with Ash, 
she didn't even know this was going on. No. And there is a part of the thing you do feel sorry for her because, like, literally, you've not seen her do anything, just been having fun. And then for her just to have this bombshell drop, being like, what? And then to have Sam get away with it as livers. But I actually looked at Sam and Annabelle in a different way. I felt very uncomfortable. Like, it was like, shut up. Like, I felt he was being more aggressive towards her okay. in a way, and she was about to... Because she does cry, which I want to get on sex. That was just, I don't know whether that was weird. Certain. But I thought he was being more, I thought it was more, sure, don't mention a name. More than cut it, I felt it was an anger there of you say this, I'll mm. vote you out. Like, because obviously he's a traitor and he could get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, I remember saying to my partner, thinking this is uncomfortable to watch because she looks scared. And uncomfortable and sad in a way, like, have I got myself in too deep with this person? Am I trusting? Again, we did what she's thinking, but I didn't even notice Gloria and that would have been in that pack because we didn't see even them get, unless that's who Annabelle had tried to speak to. And I want to say Gloria looked different about four times. I didn't even recognize her. <laughs> she had the afro, she had the thorns, and she had a different name. I was like, do you remember? I was like, who's she? And that was Gloria, but. No, I just, I felt very sorry for it because it, it looked like he was like, it was more like a, not a bully, but someone who's saying, don't say this and get me into trouble. Yeah, yeah. So the votes begin. Uh, mm-hmm. We reach a point where Guyton has three votes, Luke has mm-hmm. one vote, and Ash does get one vote from Guyton. Guyton votes for Ash. Um and there's lots of confused faces at that point because uh, uh, people just weren't really expecting that. Annabelle then is literally crying because she turns over her slate and she's voted for Guyton. And so she's really, really upset by this. But there's a, a brilliant bit of comic relief because Hannah then just goes, you know, he doesn't actually die, right? <laughs> and, and everyone like laughs and it kind of breaks the tension. It was giving me complete Kate Chastain vibes from US traitors. <laughs> Very I that. Can't, I can't. <laughs> and then the, the rest of the votes pile in, and basically every other vote now is for Guyton. And we end up with Guyton on 14 votes. And then Luke and Ash have one each. Now, I have noticed something in this banishment room scene that blew my mind a little bit. There is some major editing fuckery going on right they when they go around the table and they reveal all the votes they show us people's votes in completely the wrong order from where they're sitting if you watch it so the vote begins with camille camille is the first to vote on camille's uh right is keith so we're going all the way around from camille and we should come back to keith keith should be the last person to vote but he's not we see keith's vote way before that so I, I watched it several times, and yeah, they, they just start showing us the votes in a totally different order from where they're sitting. Um, so we just see votes from all over the table at various points. It's really, really strange. I've never never noticed that before in the traitors. As far as I'm yeah. always as far as I'm aware, they always show us that, you know, Roger or Claudia or Alan, whoever the host is, they'll pick a particular person to begin the voting, and then we see them move around the circle. I've never seen them cut an edit between. So no. it just makes me wonder why have they edited this way? I, I don't I don't know. There's they obviously wanted to get that bit of Annabelle crying at a particular point. 
uh, it's 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 really strange. Um, so, for example, it, when Sam votes, um, Sarah's on his right and Hannah Hannah's on his left. But we've already seen Hannah's vote earlier. It's it's really strange. Um, so, but there's a, there's another brilliant moment in the banishment that was really funny actually because Liam votes for Guyton and he says, Guyton, I appreciate that I got to meet an actor. <laughs> and Roger just standing there like, um, thanks a lot. Like he doesn't even need to say anything, but everyone sees his face and they laugh. And it's it's a really nice, funny moment again that sort yes. of breaks the tension. It was great. Um so Guyton has 14 votes. He it's this landslide. Sorry. He actually gets 15 votes because Sam is the last to vote and Sam yeah. turns over the slate and it's and again, oh, maybe that's why they showed us it in a, the wrong order. I think they were building up to what's Sam going to do? Is Sam going to mm -hmm. vote for Ash and look like an idiot? So I get, so maybe that's why they've spliced it mm -hmm. in the wrong order. But anyway, if it finishes with Sam, who was not really mm -hmm. the last person to vote, uh, he votes for Guyton as well. So Guyton's got 15. He stands up. Um it's really sweet again because he's standing with Roger and we know that they've worked together before, so they know one another. And he says, Well, my award winning friend. And it's just quite a nice, Aww. a nice moment between yeah. them. Uh and Guyton's got a great speech because he tells them he's had so much fun. He says they're all exceptional, but they're all big dum-dums. <laughs> and and they are. And I just laughed. And Annabelle's in tears. And he tells them that he's he's a faithful. Um and off he goes. I wonder if, as we watch the next few episodes, will Annabelle's really intense reaction come back to haunt her? I just wonder, in this game, people pick up on all sorts of things. They're desperate for clues. And I just wonder if someone's going to say at some point, Annabelle, why were you so upset? That was a bit over the top. And they might think, and I think Annabelle was, I think it was, I mean, she's not a traitor. She's faithful. Oh, she's. So I think she was genuinely really just upset and she didn't she loved Guyton and she didn't want to vote for him. So I think yeah. she just genuinely is really sad. But I think other people might look at that and think mm -hmm. she's faking it. Well, this is the thing. I mean, if she's gonna be honest, she's gonna have to throw Sam on that bus because I think the tears were also she's been under pressure. Yeah. She's just had him look at it in whatever way we think I thought it was a bit more aggressive and mm -hmm. she might thought Shit, I'm having to change the plan on fly. I don't want to. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting because again, I will say if she says she's a fan and this comes out, I don't know whether she will, but she said it to us, so it almost makes me think she has to. They'll kill her. Well done, Mazer. <laughs> and then but then I don't know, she's she is I don't I mean, I want to tell you who I think will win at the end, but I don't think she, she'll she either get far and go or she'll be here for the next few episodes and from within two or three. I don't know what... She's a bit too... I think she's never mentioned she was a fan. She was that far. But now she's mentioned that, it's almost going to hit. So I think if they find out. Yeah, unless at some point in the season Annabelle gets recruited as a traitor. And there's got... Surely there's going to be some recruitments this season, so... I've got some ideas. I've got a couple of ideas. I've got and, that's, more and I have no inside thoughts up here. I don't know anything. That's just pure speculation. Uh, but I would love to see Annabelle get recruited as a trainer. That's weird saying that because I'm questioning myself. Sorry for cutting you there. I'm actually thinking 
we don't know what's happening because we've been so used to being careful. I'm like, <laughs> I'm almost doing what they're doing, second guessing what I'm saying, going, should I say who's going in? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> because I don't know what's happening. I really do. Yeah, it's strange. So, Gaten's gone. We are back to Traitor's Tower for the end of the episode. Blake says to Ash, you need to be careful. People are going to wonder why Guyton threw your name out there. And then we cut to Sam looking so awkward because Sam's obviously thinking, uh, I know why Guyton put your name out there. It's me. But he's like, they're really struggling and thinking, oh God, I don't let, don't let you know them talk. I don't want the truth to come out. Um, and then Ash asks him directly. She says, did you say I could be a traitor? But he just lies. He just flat out denies it and says, no. I think he could have got uh, got away with being a bit more... I think he could have said something like, yeah, I, I did say that, but it's because I was in a conversation with other people and someone else mentioned you, so I, I just went along with it. Um, but then, uh, then I deflected. And he could have just said something like that, but he, does, he just goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so they start talking about who they're going to murder tonight. They, they think that they need to get rid of someone safe. Someone who everybody trusts, who everybody universally agrees as a faithful. You know, probably someone who's quite quiet, someone who everybody likes. And they talk about some options. They mention Payden, which I think is really interesting because this is such a U-turn from episode one. In episode one, Payden got into a bit of difficulties and he was in a sort of this argument kind of argument with Elias and Sarah. So I thought that people probably, I thought Payden would be somebody who was high up on people's suspicion list. But the traitors are talking about him as if now everybody loves Payden, nobody's suspicious of him. So I, I was quite surprised by that. They also talk about Camille. Maybe they should murder her. But they also think uh, that she's quite cunning and clever and that maybe they could use her to turn on her next and get her banished instead of murdering her. They talk about Paul, they think no one's looking at Paul suspiciously, he's such a, such a friendly guy, everyone seems to really like him. Um, again, I, I, this is a little side note, as they're discussing their potential murder victims, we see all their little VTs, we see their clips of them in their rooms doing various activities. So Paul's VT is him doing kind of exercises and stretches. Elias had the sexy shower scene. Payden is just him brushing his teeth. <laughs> like everyone else is doing like these really glamorous, sexy things, and then it's just Payden like brush, brush, brush. And <laughs> I laughed so much at that. I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but it really made me laugh. Uh, and so the episode ends there. It seems like the next murder victim will probably be either Payden, Camille, or Paul. So, Joe, uh, we can be totally honest because we don't know what's coming next. Who do you think is going to be murdered? Mm. Um... Payton or Paul, even though I think they should go for Camille. Okay, why do you think they should go for Camille? Because I think she, with her job as an FBI agent, I think this could, I think she's, and again, because we haven't seen much of these people, I always say people don't forget season one of Australia. Yeah. I think 
she's I think she's clever. I think she'll I I think she could go far if they don't. It's that whole thing of she'll have Annabelle out. I, but I think getting Paul out's a good one because he's quite strong at the minute and he's starting to get a presence. And I think Payton you could do it, but then is he an easy banishment? They've got to weigh everything up in their heads. But yeah. I don't know, I think Payton or Paul will go. I predict Paul is going to get murdered. I think he's quite he's, he's everybody likes him and they seem to be listening to him at the banishment. So he kind of seems like a natural leader. And I just think traitors never they don't want natural leaders who are really nice and likable. So I just I I think Paul's going to go. He also I'm I'm being a bit sort of simple about this, but it reminds me of season one of the Traitors Australia, and the second person to go was a guy called Ethan, who was like a a really hands a really good looking big buff guy that everyone seemed to really like, and he was good in the challenges, and they just got rid of him. I just think Paul falls into that category, so I I think he will never get banished. No. Payden is at least maybe being a bit more quiet. I just think Payden will be easier to turn a banishment on than Paul. So I, I yeah. I'm putting my money on Paul. I think mm-hmm. he's going. But do you think of, do you think Paul is get recruited to turn it down? Because um, I think I actually think he was. It's difficult. Uh, I don't know. I don't know him well enough yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I I I'm not sure. I don't know. Actually, I'm going to just for the sake of it, I'll say no. I think he, I think he'd take it. Mm-hmm. I think most people would take it. I, yeah. you'd be silly. I mean, not silly because again, you can't get away with it. But it's a very silly. We've only seen one person turns out. Yeah. And look how that ends up. Yeah. No, we we've seen it in the UK where someone was offered recruitment, they turned yeah. it down. And I think they they lasted one or two more episodes. They, the tra- I think yeah, if you turn not. recruitment down, the traitors will just go right mm. goodbye. Unless something else happens and it distracts. But yeah. I do like Paul. I think that's the difference. I think he's one of those likable people in there, if not the mm. most. But I do have a, I do. I want to give a rating right. Okay, I actually was going to ask you that next because I asked uh, Lindsay in episode one this about her thoughts at this very very early stage. Who do you think a traitor will win? Yes. Who do you think is going to win? None of these three. <laughs> do you think it'll be a recruit? I think someone will get recruited. I can I tell you in my head what I think might happen. Okay. Right. So I think Sam, because we've seen the teaser for next time, and it basically may as well just says a traitor's going to maybe grab. Because of Afton Sam. So I think one of them will go. We've had his left over there, not got left, longer left. Because if Ash goes, Sam's going to have to be boosted. And I think Ash eventually will go because she's too confident, which is a shame because she's just a confident woman. But in this game, it's like a balance of thingy. Um, but I think they will go. Although I think it's statistically, it's far more likely that a traitor will win. I'm going to say the Faithfuls will win this series. Yeah. Purely because I think uh, production might just play with things in a way that helps the Faithful. I think I think production might want to see Faithful win. This is, again, pure speculation. I know nothing. It is pure speculation. I think production would like it if 
they had a season where the faithful win and they'll put some things in place to help that happen. That's all. But we'll see. We'll see. Now, before we get to... We've been playing a game this whole time and we are still playing our game, The Traitor Traitor, where our aim is to lie to one another. Before we get there, we're going to devote five minutes or so to The Traitors New Zealand. Now, I am not going to do an entire podcast series on The Traitors New Zealand because... Sadly, I have a full-time job and there are not enough hours in the day. But I, I'm going to watch it. I have started watching it and I know that you have watched uh, quite a lot of it so far, Joe. So I've only watched episode one, but I think you're the perfect person to talk to about this. And I know that a lot of yeah. people listening who watch Traitors Australia will probably be watching New Zealand too. Yeah. Um, I, I just have a few things noted down that I thought would be really great to talk to you about. Um, of we'll just talk about episode one, even though I know you've yeah. seen a lot more than that. I've watched a lot, yeah. What uh, just generally? What do you think? Are you enjoying it? Do you like it? What do you think? Really good. Don't like the host. Don't like that he's got wine on his hand every single course. Um, <laughs> it is weird when we walk. So there is a banishment room, but as we walk in, it's a wine cellar. Yeah. <laughs> so the walking through it's bottles of wine. Um, it's good. If I was a member of production, <laughs> put it this way, I would be livid. Because it's, but what I love about it, and this is what I was saying about when we walk in the morning after, they don't do the two people coming in last. Ah, it's anybody. Okay. Which I'm like, they pick that up. So they are, they are learning on the feet. But I will also say this is a spoiler, but don't play like the season one person who wants it because people are it's weird the people in New Zealand know this game. Okay. So they're picking up on people's body. If you're quiet, they're picking on it. They're not going to play this. So it's interesting that they it feels they've seen Australia and the UK. Probably with the UK with the whole Australia UK thing. But yeah, it's it is a good thing. I think maybe episodes one and two are a bit but then it gets much... It takes a while to get used to it because you get used to a new cast. I'm also watching it alongside Australia, so I'm a bit like... <laughs> um, but it is... But it's interesting because they only win, I think, 70 grams. Okay. Which some of them have said they want to get a house for, and I'm like, I don't think you can get a house for 70,000 in New Zealand. <laughs> Please get me the wrong people from there, but I don't think it's that much. It's like uh, 30,000 here, but... It's good for what it is. Yeah. I noticed a few things. I noticed that they straight away, they're very much leaning into the UK version. So the logo yes. for Traitors New Zealand is the same logo okay. as UK one, same colours, the same sort of font. Oh, I'm going to ask you this as well, Joe. I have just mm-hmm. put a, twi- a, a poll on, I was going to say Twitter. It's not Twitter, it's X. I've put a poll on X. I've put a poll on the podcast Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. The little logo from mm-hmm. the Traitors UK and New Zealand, it's got like a face of what's supposed to be a traitor with a cloak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have always assumed that is supposed to look like Claudia Winkleman. Twi- oh. I, but, and then only recently I thought, oh, I think I'm the only person that thinks that. Um, on the Instagram poll so far, I've asked, do people agree with this? Is this supposed to be Claudia Winkleman? So far, 
77% of people have said that they agree with me that it is supposed to be Claudia. Do you think that's supposed to be Claudia Winkleman? It's interesting I've just said yes, because I've just looked at it. I've never thought of it like that. <laughs> but the only reason that makes me think now is because every other host is a man. I know. I just wondered if when they... Well, that makes it more special because if it is based off it, she's the only... I think she'll be the only female host we've got. I think if you get more, you'll get more men. I think she's the only woman host you get. It just looks like in the little... Uh... The little icon or the little um, image, it, it almost looks like a fringe. It looks like a face with a fringe. So I just thought, oh, that's Claudia Winkleman. But now I look at it and I think, oh, is it just a shadow? But 77% of people so far agree with me. So, hey. And I've anyway. just said, yes, I've just posted. There we go. So you've upped it. Um, but that wasn't even what I was going to talk about. I was just going to mention that it's the same sort of aesthetic as the UK one. They're using that logo. Um, they. Lots of other the the way that episode one begins is very much like how the Traitors UK began. So they do this yeah. task where they have to line up in order of who thinks they're going to do really well and who thinks that they might not win or so. So I, I actually thought they were going to copy the exact thing they did in the UK. I thought they would pick the I last did. two people and say goodbye. You've gone. Instead, they do this really wild thing. The host Paul Henry, who we'll come back to, Paul tells them. There's $10,000 sitting on this podium, on this hill in the distance. If you want, you can run and get it now and leave and take $10,000. And I thought it was a joke. I thought, oh, it's not. that's not really going to happen. But they do. One contestant, I can't even remember his name, one contestant just does it. It's, he runs, he takes the money, he gets in a car, he leaves. So someone has just got $10,000. For doing nothing, unless they're playing a trick on us, and you might uh, know more than I do, unless he's going to come back later in the series and go, "Ha ha, I don't really left." Um, I mean that that might still happen later on. I don't know, but because I haven't, it was just, and it was a shame because that person's occupation, it would have been very interesting seeing them in that environment. So I was quite, it was interesting. I actually didn't need to leave there because I again saying something that was like five of them might go here. And then it'd be like, well, like that's bye bye. And I thought, no way will production be happy bad people are just one stop. Yeah, I I'm amazed that more than one person didn't go for it. Because I was thinking, really honestly, I thought if I was there, I would be so excited to play the traitors. I would be going, Oh my god, this is amazing. But do I just forget it and leave right now? I think I would. I think I'd just be like, I'll just take ten thousand dollars and go. Mm. I'm just like it's such easy money. Like, I don't need to do anything. I just need to run over to that hill and grab it. So I, I would have gone yeah. for it. I would have, but then in the back of my head, I'm like, all stars moments, I'll never get pissed. <laughs> so I I'd guess. want to try and test. But again, because again, I yeah, that person hasn't come back from when I've seen and again, just four. So unless it's a twist later on, um, because this is a challenge where in the UK they came back. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, because he, he literally minutes. But no, he hasn't been back since. The host you mentioned, you're not a fan. He's Paul Henry. No. I don't really know that much about him, but from what I've read, he's a very, very controversial figure. He would he's been well, what you what you might say is He's been cancelled, although he's obviously not been cancelled because he's back on a big primetime TV show. But uh, a lot of people I know 
won't watch the show because they dislike him so much. I think he's said some really outrageous yeah. um, things in the past. So um, it's a strange choice for a host. Uh, it's really it'd yeah. be like getting Piers Morgan to post the traitors or something. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the host. He's always drinking wine, which again is for a wine advertising deal that I'm unaware of. <laughs> but if you actually drink a little bit, but I do believe you only have one drink rule in the traitors, so it's interesting, but he's always drinking, so I'm like, and there is a the wine style, so I'm like, maybe the wine is the brand one for the show. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, yeah, they have had money, well, they have money put in, it's 70,000, it's, it's less than ours, so, mm-hmm. so now maybe they're just not 100%, maybe they know putting them on's a big risk, which again, maybe next time they don't. Yeah. Or they've just, they maybe just deliberately chosen him because they know it will create some headlines and it'll get... And he's worked for them before, so it's easy to sell with someone you've worked on this network with. Yeah. A couple of other things about Traitors New Zealand. Uh, they, from episode one, they're, they're doing these sort of mini missions, which I actually yeah. quite like. So the yeah. Traitors were given like a secret mission. It reminded oh. me of like the Big Brother secret missions they would sometimes get. Um, they had the the traitors had to play a game of pool and try and pot a certain ball, and every time they did it, they would get a certain amount of money, a thousand dollars. I quite I quite liked that. Um, and then and they did a, just sort of a little small mission around the house. They had to run around and look for these hidden coins. I, I liked it because it, even though it's quite small scale, it just felt more like this sort of murder mystery contained within a house sort of party games which i quite Mm -hmm. like watching i don't need a big gigantic huge scale physical thing um so i thought that was fun and lastly Mm -hmm. i guess i would say about traitors new zealand they might not last long uh but there is there is a psychic in the cast uh someone who claims to have psychic abilities very much reminding me of chloe from traitors australia season one um, any any thoughts on the psychic contestant? She was a, she was okay. I think she was more she was less. She was talking from herself, which I appreciated. She wasn't using other people. Yeah. Um, and she actually, to me, she's harmless. She yeah. hasn't done nothing. Again, it's because we're not seeing everything. We don't one hundred percent know. But to me, she's fine in this. And I actually think in New Zealand, a lot of them know each other. Mm-hmm. That was something that really shook me. I was like, oh my God, off these contestants. I think one of them is like, how they met the wife, which is like, God. But I almost am watching it thinking, I don't think they know each other that much. <laughs> and kind of just say that Robin, the blonde woman, mm-hmm. she looks like, did you ever watch Christopher Huston's Doctor Who? Yeah. She was Rose's mother in law. Oh, she Jackie. Bit of Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> She's a cross between Tina Malone and Jackie from Doctor Yeah, there is a Jackie. And I really like her. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, I'll go and keep my eye on her. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'll keep watching Traitors New Zealand. I'm sure you will too. At some point, oh, maybe later in the season, well, we could come back to it. We could do a bit of a recap and see mm-hmm. how things are going. Um, now, we've been playing our own game. We've been playing the Trader Traitor. So, Joe, you and I have been trying to lie to one another. I think last time we played this, you beat me and you did really well and I couldn't detect you. 
from memory. <laughs> uh, I told you a lie today. Have you told me a lie? Yes. Okay. I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. I, I've I only have two possible things that you lied about, and one of them I'm not confident about at all. So I'm going to guess your lie. Is your lie? So you said something about how on the traitors Holland, someone won a shield, and then it didn't matter because they ended up getting banished anyway. Was that a lie? That happens. <laughs> so that was true. Yeah. Oh, okay. In that case, I have. I, I really. Nothing you said was a red flag for me. What was your second one? Didn't you? My second one? guess was going to be that was that the the prize for New Zealand is seventy thousand dollars. That's also true. Okay, you, because you said it more than once, I thought no, that must be true, and I just can't remember. No, I, I was just worried, thinking was it actually? I was thinking myself a bit more, but I was like, no, it's. But it was fancy, because I watched it a few days ago. But yeah, none of they're both true. Okay, in that case. Can you reveal what did you lie to me about? How have you betrayed me? <laughs> so I am a huge women's wrestling fan. And I said to the moment that's worked on the American Indies, she's never worked no. in the US. She's a, she's a local indie wrestler, but I am back in it. You know, I did think about that for a split second when you said it. But because I know that Simone has lived in LA... For a while, she now I think she lives in Australia again, but she did live in LA for a while. So I thought, oh, that makes sense. She must have she must have competed in America because she lived there. So I just I totally uh, threw that away. I thought, no, that's true. That he's telling the truth. Oh, I'm so right. So when I say that, I mean, so I just want people to know when I say indie circuit, I mean she may have worked the lowest American indie circuit, but she hasn't worked any. Big indie circuits yeah. like a shimmer or a big name. So I just want to make that clear to people that she hasn't actually man. worked on any of the big scenes in America. I'm so annoyed with myself. Well, that you you did very well there. So well done to you. And I actually don't know what you like to say. So no ideas at all. No guesses. Was it something to do with? <laughs> was it something to do with um, the New Zealands or something? Because otherwise I can't think. And no. it shouldn't be because I've watched it. No, now, as I was thinking, nothing to do with um, New Zealand. Was it Ash saying about the traitor slip or something? No, that really no. happened. She said traitors by accident instead of faithful. Mm. Yeah, oh, well, I don't know. Then you've got me. Okay, my lie was quite early. I was talking about the tracksuits, and I said, "Oh, I need to get myself a red tracksuit." Oh. And then I said that on the Adidas yeah. website, you can get your name embroidered on the back. And that's a lie. I made that up. Ah, okay. Because when you were saying it was cheap for your Christmas present, I thought, what on the lesson on the Nazis? That was like, well, actually, they were they were like seventy pounds or something, and I thought, I don't really, I don't really want to pay that. But I thought, you know what? I'm sure that's actually probably very reasonable. So yeah, no, that's um. No, well done. You've got me there. I didn't need. I was going to make a joke about the mask. They wore in episodes, because I think in episode one of Australia, they've had them gold Viennese diamonds. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I really want one. <laughs> um, like, where's this merch? Um, but Charles had four of the masks. But no, um, I was going to make that, but it didn't happen. And I was going to think of something to do with Annabelle, but I thought I can't, because 
kind of blew it before when I told you about our skincare so I thought I couldn't even get a bit back. <laughs> but yeah, it, no, you can't be so well taught. We've done well. I mean, I suppose it makes sense because we both have been watching this show a lot. So we should be good liars. We should be good at tricking people. Mm. So it makes sense. Joe, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me again on The Trader. It's such, it's such a treat to have you. We've always got so much to talk about. Um, I'm hoping that you will come back again at some point. I'll try and stop me. <laughs> Fantastic. I knew I could rely on you. I will talk to you soon. We'll talk about the traitors ongoing. I know we will. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, faithful trader listeners. Thank you for joining me for the episode two deep dive with a little bit of bonus traders New Zealand thrown in. Just to update you, by the way, on my online poll, I asked people if the UK and New Zealand logo for the traders was based on UK host Claudia Winkleman. The options in my poll were yes, obs, or are you high? On X, the result was exactly 50-50, but over on Instagram, the real place to be, the results were 68% for yes obs, and only 32% voted are you high. Therefore, that is conclusive, peer-reviewed, inscrutable evidence that without a doubt, the logo is based on Claudia. I don't know who I was trying to prove something to there, I just wanted to settle dispute in my head. I would also like to say a big thank you to Tim. Tim, whoever you are, I don't have a surname. You donated to my coffee.com page for the podcast. And I'm so grateful. That was really kind of you. If you're thinking, what? A way to donate? A way to get a shout out on the podcast? You can get involved too by visiting coffee.com slash Matthew Keeley. I'm going to spell that. That's ko-fi.com slash M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-E-E-L-E-Y where you are able to make a one-off donation to help me with the various running costs of the podcast because I have not won any silver bars yet and I'm running this at a loss. It's not a subscription or anything like that and you can choose however much you'd like to donate to help keep the podcast going and, you know, help me keep my sanity. Penultimately... Like I've mentioned, I have some lovely guest co-hosts lined up for future episodes. In fact, I recorded episode three earlier today with a brand new guest co-host debuting on the podcast. Isn't it cool how I'm defying the laws of time and logic to record these in the weirdest order ever? However, it would be very cool to have some actual Australians join me as well. And I know lots of you are listening, which is fab. Possibly even some previous Australian traitors contestants themselves who might want to return and host an episode with me. I think that would be awesome. Slide into my DMs, why don't you? Finally, you could do me a huge favour by subscribing, following, or leaving a lovely review on whatever platform you're using to listen, particularly Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can stay in touch on Instagram at the Tradar Podcast or X at the Tradar Pod, or you can email me at the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. Episode 3 will be on its way in just a few days, and it is a biggie. Such a good one. Come back for that really exciting deep dive, and in the meantime, stay faithful. Mm-hmm.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.